Grace and peace to you this morning. What a joy it is to be worshiping together. As we gather, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths, just a chance to center yourself in this place and in this space. Now let us prepare our hearts, our minds, our bodies to worship God. Good morning. Will you join me either by standing or sitting to the call of worship, please? Great is our Lord. Let the heavens shout with joy. Let the mountains break forth into singing. Let all the people celebrate God's awesome love. For God has comforted God's people. God offers compassion to us all. seated. Welcome. Welcome to Worship at Westminster. If this is your first time with us, a special welcome to you. If this is your first time back with us after a while, welcome to you. It certainly is good to be here together. After worship, 
I invite you um, not only to our garden area for coffee and tea, which I always invite you out there, but I also invite you today to check out all our alternative Christmas fair, which is in our Finley Hall. I'll say a little bit more about that at the end of worship, but definitely stick around, maybe seek out someone you haven't yet met, get to know each other. And then finally, if you're sitting here in the center aisle during our offering time, if you take that pew register and sign it, pass it down the pew, pass it back. It's a great way to see the names of people who are sitting near you, maybe greet each other after worship. If you're new to us and want to give us some contact information, it's a helpful way for us to be able to reach out to you. Let's join together now in our community prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, imagining your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven can be a challenge. It is difficult to picture a world governed by your justice and righteousness alone because that is so distant from our current reality. Our minds are held captive by the worst images of human kings, rulers, and powers. Forgive us when we settle for kingdoms of our own making. May we instead envision your greater good and work to bring about your kingdom. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Amen. Friends, hear the good news that we are forgiven. We are set free. Know that God reaches out to us, longing to bring us ever closer to God and to one another. So may we know that we are made new each and every day. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now as we continue in our time of prayer, this is the time when you are invited to share the joys, the concerns that are on your hearts and minds today. I realize that this is Thanksgiving week, which means lots of people traveling to be with friends and family. So we, heard, we hold the travelers in our prayers. On our own church staff, both Rob and Jeff are traveling this weekend to be with family. Um, and then I'm also aware that the holiday time is not always a joyful time for people. So this will be a week that many are struggling or grieving. So we certainly hold those folks in our prayers as well. Uh, but what about you? What's, what's on your heart and mind today that we should be in prayer about? Kyle. You're going? You're going to... You're going to New Jersey for Thanksgiving. There you go. Trail. <laughs> oh, you're going to take your parents with you? That's very nice of you, Kyle. Yes, traveling prayers. Elizabeth. Oh, what a joy. Oh, that must, that must have been tense. So Elizabeth shares the joy. Her granddaughter's high school volleyball team won the state championships this weekend. Joy. I saw someone over here. Yeah, Debbie. Uh, I'm sorry to report that my husband's teeth uh, is in the hospital with Oh, my goodness, Debbie. Wow. And they're doing tests. You know, I didn't know they were doing tests. Uh, 
Yeah. Absolutely. So, so Debbie shares her husband, Steve, has been recently diagnosed with leukemia. He's in the hospital right now. Um, knowing there are lots of different variations of leukemia, he's having some tests done to see what the next step forward is. Yeah. Others? Yeah, Andy. Our brother-in-law, Steve, who's battling esophageal cancer. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah, welcome. Parents here from Florida for Thanksgiving. Welcome. Others? So I'm aware November 20th uh, every year is Transgender Remembrance Day, uh, where we remember um, trans folks who have been killed in the last year. Um, and then I woke up to the news this morning of a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado. Um, so certainly we hold our LGBTQ brothers and sisters in our prayers um, as they continue to face violence here in our country. So let's have a few moments of quiet and then uh, we'll share in the Lord's Prayer together. So let's be in prayer. Gracious God, we are so grateful for your steadfast love that endures forever. And as we worship you this morning, help us to be open to recognizing your presence, to receiving you fully, and then being ready to follow your leading. Help us to recognize the light of your love in all people, for each one of us is your beloved child. And hear us now as together we pray the prayer that your son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. When I was a kid, I had a child's notion of God as a sort of holy vending machine for the faithful. Uh, 
And as I got older and experienced life, it didn't really, didn't really work all that well. And for a while, I lost my faith. Yeah, that's not what it was before. All right. Um, and so I want to sing this Garth Brooks song that really speaks to me about the way God's favor actually played out in my life and how privileged I am to live the life I have instead of the one I had in mind. Doesn't mean he don't care. 
So this is the third Sunday of November, which means it's Birthday Blessing Sunday. So if you have a birthday in November, or if maybe you missed a blessing in a previous month, I invite you to come forward for our birthday blessing. Come on, you can do it. Happy birthday, everyone. Yeah, you guys can just come stand right there. There you go. So I want to share with you a poem. It's by a Native American poet named Joy Harjo. And it's called Remember. Remember the sky that you were born under. Know each of the stars' stories. Remember the moon. Know who she is. Remember the sun's birth at dawn. That is the strongest point of time. Remember sundown and the giving away to night. Remember the plants, trees, animal life who all have their tribes, their families, their histories too. Talk to them, listen to them. They are alive poems. Remember the wind. Remember her voice. She knows the origin of this universe. Remember you are all people and all people are you. Remember you are this universe and this universe is you. Remember. So my hope, my prayer, my blessing for you during this coming year is to get outside, get into God's creation and remember in all the ways that nature allows us to remember. Amen. Happy birthday. You can sit down unless you'd like to stay with me for the time of discovery. And I invite any of the other children who are with us today to uh, join me here at the front. All right. So we today are going to do a little bit of Mad Libs. Do any of you know what Mad Libs is? No? Anna and Louisa, do you guys know Mad Libs at all? No? Oh, this is great. I get to introduce to you. Okay, I feel strange. I think since y'all are sitting over there, I feel like I should sit over here. Then I can see you. Yay! So, Mad Libs is kind of a fill-in-the-blank game. So there's, a se there's sentences, but there's blanks in the sentences. Like, there's words missing. So what I'm going to get from you is I'm going to get the words to fill in those sentences, okay? So I need from you two far-away places. Just any places that come to mind that are far away. Doesn't matter what. You're thinking too hard already. First thing that comes to mind, far away place. China and Hawaii. Oh, there you, I knew you had it in you. China and Hawaii. Okay, now, two places that are closer. It doesn't have to be this hard, guys. <laughs> two close places. 
<laughs> okay, guess what? We're going to get some <coughs> congregational help here. Yes, Elizabeth. All right, and you're in Tiburon. There you go. That's a close place. And Mill Valley. Okay. Okay, out here. Two beautiful things. Flowers. Your son. Ah! That's hilarious. My son said your son. <laughs> I, um, that actually fits better in another category. So I, you are beautiful, but I'm going to put that in a different category. So one more beautiful thing. Animals. Okay, so Ben, important people in our lives. I'm going to put you under that one. So my son is one. Who's another important? Yeah, you got one in. Oh, not a person, but that's okay. Important creatures in our lives. How about that? My dog, she said. All right, I know you guys up here have this one. F two favorite foods. I knew you guys had this one covered. I heard mac and cheese, and I heard chocolate. All right. Uh, names of two friends. Carrie and Jack. Terry with a T? Tilly. Tilly, your sister is a friend. Oh, all right. Tilly and Jack. Is that yourself? You are a friend of yourself? I love that. Okay, um, this one's kind of general, but you can do this. Favorite things. What's just something you love? Skateboard. All right, yeah. Family. Okay. All right, this one might be a little trickier, but I think you can get it. Ways that you give or show love to somebody else. Bunnies? <laughs> hmm, bunnies. How about, how about, what if you give someone a bunny as a gift? How about giving a gift to someone? Can we, we'll say that. All right, one more. Ways that you show love or give to others. Any ideas? Da, 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 da. Out here? Hug. Yeah? Hugs. Hugs! Okay. See? All right. We've got it all filled in. Now, Thursday is Thanksgiving, right? So I thought it would be fun to do a Thanksgiving prayer. Um, so what I have, if I can make it work, oh, i got to turn my little thing on, is I have a prayer up there on the wall. You don't have to see it. I'll read it to you. But there's blanks there, right? So we're going to pray, and we're going to fill in the blanks with all the things that we just said, okay? So I invite all of us to pray together. Dear God, we give you thanks for the planet Earth, from China to Hawaii, and places closer still like Tiburon and Mill Valley. We praise you and give you thanks for the beauty that surrounds us like flowers and animals, reminding us of your creativity. We praise you and give you thanks for the people in our lives like my son and my dog who love us and nurture us. We give you thanks for the food on our tables like mac and cheese and chocolate that nourish us and help us to grow. We give you thanks for our friends Tilly and Jack who support us and bring joy to our lives. We give you thanks 
for our favorite things like skateboarding and family, which build memories that stay with us a lifetime, we give you thanks for opportunities to give, like giving someone a bunny and hugs. Giving to others brings us closer to you, and for that, we give you thanks. God, your love and grace surround us every day. We are grateful to you. Amen. There are so many things that we give God thanks for. And this week, we think extra about giving thanks, but hopefully every week, we think about all the things for which we are grateful, and we pray a thanksgiving prayer to God. So I'm going to invite you to head to Sunday school. I see your teacher standing right back there, ready to greet you. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the The scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 22. Our first scripture, uh, listen to how the Spirit speaks to you through these words. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unscrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. God has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. So our second scripture reading comes just a little later in Luke's gospel, chapter 9. Once when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has risen. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered, the Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. This, too, is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. 
So Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? And I'm curious, when I hear that question, I'm curious, you know, how each one of you might answer that question. Who do you say that Jesus Christ is? You know, I think for as many people as we have sitting here in the sanctuary, we would probably have that many answers. And because Jesus is a lot of things to a lot of different people. So, you know, when you think about, when you think about what you have read about Jesus in the scriptures, about how you experience Jesus Christ in your own life, how you hear others talk about Jesus, you know, how do you answer that question? Who do you say that I am? You know, last week, our high school confirmation class actually thought about that very question. And they looked up various scriptures throughout the Bible that talked about Jesus. And we came up with a whole long list of how Jesus might be described. I have just a few. So Christ the teacher, Christ the healer, Christ the light, Christ the word, Christ the shepherd, Christ the savior, Christ the human, Christ the Messiah. You know, I think you get the point. The list could go on and on and on. We heard at the end of Trisha's reading, Christ Joseph's son. Is this not Joseph's son? You know, so many different ways to describe Jesus Christ. That's why, I don't know if you noticed in your bulletin, the sermon title has a blank in it. Christ the blank. Because I didn't want to fill that in for you. I wanted you to be able to fill in that blank with, you know, the, the descriptor that was most meaningful to you. Now, I will say that today, specifically, many Christian churches will fill in that blank with King, Christ the King. Because in the Christian calendar, today is actually known as Christ the King Sunday. This is the last Sunday in the Christian calendar. Next Sunday, we celebrate the new year because it's the first Sunday in Advent. Um, so this Sunday, on Christ the King Sunday, we are encouraged to celebrate all the ways that Christ reigns in our lives. Also known as the Reign of Christ Sunday. Christ the King Sunday, Reign of Christ Sunday. Celebrating Jesus in our midst. Now... I don't know about you, but of all the descriptors that one could list for Jesus Christ, king is not necessarily on the top of my list. Maybe it is for you. But for me, when I think about a typical or traditional king, it's hard for me to reconcile that with what I know of Jesus. You know, in our opening hymn, we sung a line. What was that line? It was... Uh, we sang about rejoicing before Christ's throne. And I have to admit, I, I would cringed a little when I sang that line because when I picture Jesus, I picture Jesus out amongst the people doing his ministry. You know, I never picture Jesus, you know, sitting on some, you know, high, lofty, haughty throne. So Jesus as king, oh, there's a disconnect for me at least. You know, I, when I think of a king, I usually think of an individual with lots of power, you know, someone maybe forcing his subjects to do whatever he wants them to do. Or when I think of a kingdom, I think of a kingdom as a very hierarchical structure, just a few people having power at the very top and everyone else subject to the whims of the ruler. You know, if that's what a king is, if that's what a kingdom is, I, I don't know that I really want to celebrate Christ as king. 
And I have to say, I'm not alone in this. You know, for many years, there have been theologians searching for a better way to describe king and kingdom when it comes to Jesus Christ. In fact, some have come to use the word kingdom, K-I-N-D-O-M, instead of kingdom. You know, focusing on that word kin, you know, we are all kin in Jesus Christ. Now, that was a word first coined by a Cuban-American theologian. Her name, I don't want to get it wrong, was Ada Maria Asasi Diaz. And she came up with this new idea of kingdom because she said she really struggled with the patriarchal, the elitist implications of kingdom. And she wanted a better way to describe the world, describe the society that Jesus was trying to bring about. You know, she thought kingdom offered maybe a better explanation of God's true vision for humanity and how we live together as a people. So a few years ago at the Presbyterian General Assembly, it's a national gathering, in 2018, there was a series of Bible studies. And the series actually happened to be titled Kingdom Building for the 21st Century. You know, all those Presbyterians who had gathered together spent some time with two seminary professors thinking about sort of traditional kingdom versus kingdom. And they came up with a few descriptors for both. Um, So kingdom being a top-down monarchy, I sort of talked about that already. And a kingdom, traditional kingdom, often people can be excluded, you know, for a variety of reasons, race, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, whatever it might be. Also in a kingdom, relationships are often zero-sum. You know, if one group of people or one community gains something, that means another group of people or another community obviously must lose, right? So it can breed suspicion or competition between people in a kingdom. But if we rethink it to be a kingdom, it's much more horizontal. We don't have the hierarchy, the top-down structure. We have a a community that's inclusive, built on a common humanity, shared values, recognizing each one of us as beloved in Christ Jesus. In a kingdom, relationships aren't competitive, but we have mutual cooperation and solidarity. Some communities even using their resources, their privilege, to help and advocate for other communities. Kingdom versus kingdom. And I think if we look at that second list, if we look at kingdom, that really does describe what Jesus was about. That really does describe how Jesus was teaching the people to be in relationship with one another. Really, we kind of know all we need to know about Jesus and his purpose and his mission from his very first public statement. You heard Tricia read it earlier today. Right at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus stands up and he declares that God has anointed him to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, if that's what Jesus was about, that certainly doesn't sound like a traditional king. So I've taken to calling him Christ the untraditional king. He also taught a lot about an untraditional kingdom. He talked all the time about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And he contrasted that to the kingdom in which the people were living under a very oppressive Roman rule. So the people knew about what a difficult kingdom could look like. But then Jesus 
brought about a new image, you know, a kingdom where God's grace and God's love reigned. Jesus even taught the people to pray, a prayer we still say today, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You know, what does it look like? Jesus encouraged the people to think about what does it look like when God's love rules the kingdom, when God's grace and God's hope rules the kingdom. Yeah, so if we start thinking about king and kingdom in that way, yeah, maybe I can get over my angst with the language. But really, in debating the language, that's really not even the right question to be asking. Kingdom, kingdom, you know, use what makes sense to you. The better question to be asking is, okay, on this Sunday when we're celebrating Christ, the non-traditional king, how are we working to bring about that kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? You know, a kingdom where the poor receive the good news, where the oppressed go free, where the captives are released. What are we doing to create that kingdom in the here and the now? Now, if you ask me, that's kind of a lofty goal, right? To do all those things. But lest, lest you be nervous about it, Jesus encouraged us to start small, start in manageable ways. When Jesus taught about the kingdom of God, Jesus compared the kingdom of God to a mustard seed, right? Something that starts super small and then grows into a large shrub. Jesus also compared the kingdom of God to leaven or yeast. You put a little bit in the flour and then all of a sudden the bread starts to rise. Jesus also compared the kingdom of God to a merchant searching for a pearl of great value. A little tiny pearl which can have such great importance. Right? All of these were stories Jesus told to remind us that it's the small actions, the small actions of love and mercy and grace that can have a big impact. Right? So as we celebrate Christ the King Sunday, you know, I encourage you to consider what are those small actions that you're going to do to have a big impact in bringing about the kingdom of God. So there's a songwriter called, uh, named Jason Ingram who wrote a song several years ago called Forever Rain. And basically, the song lyrics are all about how Ingram sees Christ reigning in his own life. And he basically, he sings the song to Jesus. And so he says to Jesus, you are good. You are love. You are light. You are hope. You are peace, you are true, you are joy, you are life. Now that's a king I can get behind. That's a king I can celebrate. You know, that's a king I want reigning in my life. So as I think about how I will celebrate Christ the King Sunday, I will think about what will I do in my life that is kingdom living? What will I do in my life that brings that goodness and light and hope and peace and joy to all? So I want to share just a little bit of that song with you and encourage you to ask those same questions. Where is that goodness and love and peace and truth and light in your life and the lives of those around you? You are good, you are good, 
When there's nothing good in me, you are love, you are love, on display for all to see. You are light, you are light, when the darkness closes in. You are hope, you are hope, from beginning to the end. Oh, I'm running to your arms, I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever reign. You are peace, you are peace. When my fear is crippling, you are true. You are true, even in my wandering. You are joy, you are joy. You're the reason that I sing. You are life, you are life. In you, death has lost its sting. Oh, I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever reign. Light of the world forever reign. Amen.
and finding our way in this broken world. May this offering today help those in need and show them your boundless grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, fair warning, I have a lot of announcements today. But they're all good stuff. All right, so I already mentioned the Alternative Christmas Fair. If you did not get a chance to check that out last week, definitely head into Finley Hall this week. It's just right out those doors and to the left. Um, we have a variety of nonprofit organizations there. You're invited to make a donation in honor of a loved one for Christmas. Um, and in that way, you, your Christmas shopping is done and you're supporting nonprofit organizations. It's, it's a win-win. Um, we always um, share a Thanksgiving dinner with the Voyager Carmel House in San Rafael. Um, Almost all the food slots are taken, but we do have just a few more food items that we're looking for for this Thursday. So if you're able to help with that, Randy Heiser will happily sign you up um, to, to offer that meal on Thursday. On Friday is our hiking group. We have a hiking group that hikes every second and fourth Friday mornings. But I know for a lot of people who may work during that time, you can't participate. But guess what? This is the Friday after Thanksgiving. You may not be working. So a great chance to join our hiking group. If you have questions, Sharon is going to be the hike leader on Friday. She'll happily answer your questions about that. She didn't tell me she would, I'm guessing. She'll happily answer your questions about that. Um, along with our Christmas fair, we do have coffee and tea outside on our, in our patio. However, you'll note that the doors in between Finley Hall and the patio are being replaced. Um, so don't try to walk through those doors. There's tape everywhere. You couldn't do it if you tried. Um, but just know you're going to have to go around. And huge thanks to our Buildings and Grounds Committee that has been working on those. Uh, let's see. Advent starts next Sunday. It's kind of hard to believe we're already in the season of Advent. Um, in addition to our you know, usual worship services, we do have a couple of special um, Advent devotional opportunities for you. Um, one is a weekly devotional guide that will be posted on our website on the members page. If you need a password for that, just let me know. Um, I've been inviting people to maybe use that devotion as you light a candle on your own Advent wreath at home. If you don't have an Advent wreath, they're easy to order. Um, it's a nice little weekly devotion. And then Rob and I are writing a daily devotion um, based on the Advent Word series. It actually is an Episcopal thing that many other um, Christians have adopted, a word a day. Um, and... Rob and I are alternating days writing our devotions, and our styles are very different. So I'm curious if you can guess who wrote the odd days and who wrote the even days. Um, you'll be able to find those. They'll post each day on our Facebook page. They'll also be posted on our website. We're also recording them into our Daily Dose podcast, so there will be lots of ways to, to find those words. Also in Advent, I want to invite you on one of the Saturdays of Advent um, to come to the church between 5 and 7. Our Spiritual Life Committee is hosting what they're calling a quiet Advent time. This season can often get really filled with hustle and bustle, but they're going to have the sanctuary available just for some quiet sitting or meditation. They're going to have the labyrinth available in Finley Hall if you'd like to walk that. But just a great time to drop in any time in those two hours, any of the Saturday nights, and just sort of take a deep breath and 
refocus yourself during the Advent season. Uh, finally, I said all the announcements were good. One is not. Our office manager, Tracy, uh, has left for another job. Her last day was this past Thursday. It was not a bad leaving. Um, our office manager position is part-time. She decided she needed full-time work, so it was a very friendly uh, departure. Um, but we are in an in-between time. If you know of someone who might be a good candidate, let us know. A huge thanks to Diane Newman, who's doing a little filling in for us in the interim. Like applause for Diane! Um, but know that especially this week, the office is only open on Wednesday. Um, so if you need anything, I am all, I'm on call this week. Call the office number. Stick in my extension 103. It'll go right to my cell phone. So I am on call, but just know physically the office will only be open Wednesday. Whew, I warned you that was a lot, but now I'm done, and we can sing together. So I invite you, standing or sitting, to join in our hymn number 643. go from this place, know that the love of God, our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. 
Amen. Amen.